0: Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. Jack Allen and Ben Bastron here for another Second Takes podcast episode. We're looking forward to it.
1: Return. <laughs> the, Ep-
0: re- the return.
1: Episode one of uh, Second Takes 2.0, 3.0, <laughs> 4.0 maybe.
0: It's a re-jump. The Instagram's still there, though. Hit it up. Anyways, we're going to jump right we into seven it. seven
1: followers over the last... <laughs> year
0: we're popular uh we're gonna jump right into it the Ryder cup happened this last weekend the best of team usa takes on the best of europe and it was an absolute massacre like i just i don't know what you think jack but i was just like people are always skeptical about the u.s but i thought there was no chance they were going to lose this year they had there's just too much talent on that team they're too young And I I don't think it's that hot of a take to say that I don't think Europe is gonna win until like our children might be in high school. Like it could be a very, very long time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think what we witnessed this past weekend was the changing of the guard within the US team, going from their elder station with Phil, guys like Phil Tiger, even guys like Stricker, their mainstays there for a long time, and then you saw the End of the era for the Europeans, where they've been so dominant. Like they have four of the last five Ryder Cup wins there, and they had four guys over the age of forty. Yeah. And the U.S. age was—I want to say this. I think it was twenty-nine point eight. Was their average age on the U.S. team? It was and under their, thirty. It was under thirty. Yeah, I think it was twenty-nine point eight, which is the youngest team they've ever had. I saw a stat on Golf Channel was. Uh, I think it was the three previous youngest teams was 1927, 1929. <laughs> and I believe it was 2018 was the last one, which is kind of like these guys coming in at a younger age there. And yeah. I believe their average world ranking was eight or nine. It's so like I really wasn't too surprised with the States winning. It was just a matter of how much they were going to win by.
0: And I don't know if you saw, but that Roy McIlroy did an interview after he, he won his singles match. <laughs> And he just starts crying in the interview. And, like, I kind of turned to my dad who was watching with and I was like, you know, why is this guy crying? Like, what's going on? But you start to realize, like, how much this event means to everyone, but especially the Europeans. Like, this is the end-all, be-all for them. Like, it might even be more important than than a major. Like, would you rather win? I'm going to ask you, Jack. Like, would you rather win the PGA Championship or, you know, a Ryder cup and be part of that team and get the, the final point for it. Like, it's a very, for Europeans, it's a very serious, you know, debate, I think.
1: I mean, for me, obviously I can't change my citizenship, so I'd rather win a PGA <laughs> championship. But if I was a European, I know they talked about on Golf Channel, is Brandel and uh, Dave Duvall was on there. And they're just talking about how the Europeans, like, they grow up dreaming of playing in the Ryder cup. Yeah. I think that's different from the Americans. They grow up dreaming of being the number one player in the world, being the next Tiger, winning 19 majors. And it's a bit different for them compared to the uh, European team. But I think the state's getting dominated so badly the last, I guess, like 20 years or so. Uh, they've kind of changed their thinking within the team competition to become more of a team like we've seen with the Europeans in the past. Yeah. And they definitely did that this week and just absolutely trounced them.
0: Justin Leonard had a great story um, and I enjoy listening to him. He he talked about how when Bernard Langer was the captain, uh, he went in on a, the Saturday night before the Sunday singles matches and said, let's blow them out of the water. Let's set the record. And they did. They set 18 and a half points that day, which was the record. And so Leonard said that in 2017 at the President's Cup, Stricker kind of came in and said the same thing. Let's run up the lead. And I felt like on Sunday the US didn't they everyone knew they were going to win. It wasn't going to be Medina again there was not going to be a comeback. But it felt like they really wanted to run up the score, especially on home soil and just kind of be like this is our time. And I mean you look at some of the names like Morikawa, Kepka, Bryson, DJ. Like DJ went 5 and 0. Oh, uh, unbelievable. And then there's Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. like it's too deep. Scotty Scheffler beat just John Rahm. Like, it, it's just too much talent. Um, yeah, I think on
1: paper, Scotty was probably their 12th guy, like the last guy in. Yeah. And he ended up taking down the best player in the world, John Rahm, arguably player of the year. Eh, if Patrick if if Cantley,
0: who was also on the American team.
1: Yeah, I mean, the States have eight of the top 10 players in the world. Their oldest player, DJ, is 37. And he's a never. Number- two ranked player in the world once went five and oh and then he was absolutely hammered after the Ryder Cup and the press conference it was hilarious he said watch.
0: he could party more than everybody else he was just loving it
1: that's why he's had a couple low-key suspensions throughout his time on the PGA Tour
0: low-key <laughs> oh this is a new segment that Jack and I are doing after every five minutes we're gonna try to change topics just like our friends over at ESPN do on PTI but we're not smart enough to do it in a minute. So we need at least five minutes to talk because we have a lot to say.
1: I think I might have to get my European flag out and start waving it. Like, uh, was it, but, Tony Kornheiser?
0: Kornheiser, yeah. Kornheiser, yeah. So at the, back to the
1: Europeans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they were in Wisconsin. That's where they were playing golf and whistling Straits. And the Wisconsin football team took the field last night in San Francisco to play Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers he's a bad man 37 yeah. seconds left game just, drive. Just,
1: just to be clear they're the Green Bay Packers not the Wisconsin football team
0: yeah I know but the Wisconsin, we didn't mention Wisconsin. That,
1: there might be some people who think the Wisconsin Badgers went down and took down the 49ers <laughs> in Sunday Night football.
0: okay the Green Bay Packers from Green Bay Wisconsin <laughs> not too far from Whistling Straits sorry I swear I watch some sports sometimes
1: Drag to major Ben.
0: Man, I don't know if there's another guy in the NFL, and like maybe it's Brady. I'm not sure it's Mahomes. You know, put the ball in his hand with a minute to go to give you a score. Like at Aaron Rodgers after his disastrous week week ones, I think still is that guy. Like I honestly do. He's uh he's a killer. And they have a good team. Yeah, I
1: mean. They were in our top five at the start of the year in our power rankings, and we just looked like absolute fools after that first week, and we're back on track. But yeah, I think like 37 seconds left, no timeouts. They're down two, I believe. Down
0: one. Yeah, down one. Down one? Mm-hmm. I don't know, one.
1: I'm pretty sure they're down two. Yeah,
0: right? no, they won 30-28. They were down one.
1: I, don't know. I I honestly fell asleep at halftime, but I woke up and watched the highlights. <laughs> but I think like, you're down. Jack in-
0: is notorious for falling asleep on couches. He just loves it. <laughs> it's his
1: favorite place. Yeah, you're down a couple of points, 37 seconds left, no timeouts. And then you got a guy like A Rod, who's probably, I'd say, probably the most natural thrower of the football of all time.
0: I don't think you can call him A yeah. Rod. Like, I don't know if I like that. Like, a- I feel like A Rod's just reserved for Rodriguez. What do you think?
1: Andy Roddick too. I watched a documentary the other
0: day. Andy Roddick? Like (laughs) what? (laughs) It's
1: just just fresh in my mind because I watched a documentary. And hold on, I'm not letting you get away with that comment.
0: You said, you think that Aaron Rodgers is the most natural passer of the football and you're an Indianapolis Colts fan and a Peyton Manning fan.
1: Dude, that guy's not natural at all. You know his new new Monday night uh, segment he has there? Mm-hmm. His brother Eli, they sit on the couch and pretend to watch a game together. Yeah. He, was, he, was, there was, he was showing clips of A-Rod. He was up like, he does like, uh, what do you call it?
0: An analysis?
1: It's like live demonstrations on national television. <laughs> <laughs> a 45-year-old broken man does live demonstrations on national television. And he's, he shows uh, A-Rod. He throws like, he's facing, left, he's facing OB left, throws to the far right sideline. And he was talking about if, if that were him, he'd have to have both of his feet set facing exactly where it is. And A-Rod's are A Rod's arm and elastic. So that's, where that's, the, that's not a statement for me. That's a statement from Peyton.
0: Dude, I'm just saying, I think Peyton is one of the best pocket passers, if not the best pocket pass. I think A Rod's better at moving around and he's more mobile. Yeah, he's more like a
1: backyard football guy. And that's what you need in a situation like that. No timeouts. You're just running around and throwing it down the field.
0: Fair. How about Kansas City being one and two? Is yeah, a, I'm is... not sold on them. Really?
1: Yeah. Even it's with Josh,
0: Josh Gordon now in the mix, does that change you?
1: It's week four this week. He'll be suspended by week nine. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. But I think just we, we just from what I've seen, I haven't watched a ton of the Chiefs this year, but just from what I've seen with Mahomes, it seems like, because he is a uh, like backyard football quarterback, like in the, and it's like pure form, form. Like he just runs around and throws it wherever. Yeah week one it doesn't matter, let's throw it down the field somewhere, Tyreek there, like teams are going to start, it doesn't last forever, and I know our boy Skip Bayless that we both love, he was talking about that today on their show with Shannon Sharp, just saying like he can't do that for over a 15-year period, like it's he's going to start throwing picks, he's going to start yeah. throwing the ball over and I saw stat, I believe it was last year, he, he set the record for most dropped interceptions in the season Really? Yeah, my buddy told me that yesterday, it's, so I, I could be completely wrong, but he told me that <laughs> he seemed to get a trustworthy source.
0: What's your source?
1: <laughs> One of the guys in the Brock golf team for dinner.
0: <laughs> Always reliable. <laughs> in case you didn't know, Jack and I are former varsity athletes.
1: I'm still at school, but uh, but he's not, not an
0: athlete this year. <laughs> he's taking not the year off. At all. He's focusing on his academics and this podcast because he has his priorities straight. i think um the other team i want to kind of talk about um before we move on to some baseball would be uh the los angeles rams they um they put on a pretty good performance against brady and the buccaneers brady threw for over 400 yards but i was listening to my favorite guy shannon sharp this morning and 260 of those yards came when they were down by 14 or more points. Um, It was kind of empty yards, empty stats. And so, you know, when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, and now you have Matthew Stafford, you know, Deshaun Jackson kind of look like Deshaun Jackson. That's a team I look at in the NFC and go, maybe that's the favorite. And I'm not really sure who the favorite in the AFC is now after this whole debauchery by... By Kansas City. the wagons, baby. No, it's not the Bills. It's not. You had them as the number three team in the preseason ranking, which is ridiculous. They just beat up on bad teams in the AFC East because there's nobody good. But yeah, those
1: that quarterback situation in the AFC East is that could get really bad. Yeah, Zach Wilson's time seven picks in three games. Yeah, not good. Who was in the hospital again? And Mac Jones. Brutal. I don't know. Or I was saying he's the next Tom Brady, but I think anybody that gets compared to Tom Brady is just, uh, well, I, I are we cut off?
0: No, you can keep going. Middle, Tom,
1: middle, of, my, middle of my thought. No, you, uh, you know, I just anybody that gets compared to Tom Brady is just, well, you're not going to live up to the same height as him. No. So it's, it's going like to be how, a letdown. No It's going to be a letdown no matter what you like you think. I mean, Even how there, many yeah.
0: next Michael Jordans were there? Vince Carter, Jerry Stockhouse, Kobe. It only was a matter of time before you brought up Michael Jordan in this. Jab- Jabari
1: Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, there's so many guys that could compare to Andrew Wiggins. Grace. Wiggins was compared to Kobe a little bit. And I'm like, it, it's so unfair. His it, nickname it was Maple Jordan. Like, that's unfair. Like, you just can't be doing that. Um, one guy who's been living up to the hype, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Playing better than Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero, Sr. Say that five um, times fast. Vladimir Guerrero, Jr. Vladimir, no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's put together, you know, kind of an MVP-type season for our hometown favorites, Toronto Blue Jays. We've both spent significant time in that city, um, which Too is where time. Jack and I met. Teammates on the road didn't do a lot of great golf, but we had some fun.
1: Straight to the golf guys, it would rain so we wouldn't have to play. <laughs> to play.
0: We turned that golf team upside down. We had, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: It was a fun team. We need to work on our golf a little bit more, though. But anyways.
1: They've gotten back to their roots.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're looking pretty good now, I think. They're kind of more focused, I feel like. But um yeah I saw I saw them
1: yesterday they are looking quite focused.
0: Yeah, see that's that's what you know our GM and coach would want to see. We were just kind of an anomaly for a little bit. But anyways, back to the boys of uh the boys of summer. There's yep. a three-headed monster in the AL East between New York, Boston, Toronto. You know, the Jays are just on the outside looking in right now, but there's a big series this coming week, right? They're playing they're playing the Yankees this week. Yep. Tuesday yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I mean, that's huge. I guess the winner of that series basically is probably going to be in.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure the Yankees play their final series, their three-game series, but I know the Jays got the Orioles the last three. So if they can take two off the Yankees, like they, they could definitely get a sweep off the Orioles. And I mean, they're two games back, the Yankees, one game back of the Red Sox there. And yep. yeah, I mean, anything's possible. They, just, they were, I didn't know how many games back they were at the All-Star break, but they weren't even close.
0: No, it was uh... – it wasn't even like a thought that they were going to make the playoffs, but they had three all-stars, right? It was, uh, it was Guerrero, Boba And then was it, uh it wasn't Hernandez. It was yeah, Gary Oscar. No, oh, it was, was it T. Oscar. T. Oscar.
1: Okay. Yeah. And Simeon, Marcus Simeon, second baseman and Simeon. I mean like this just, team's elected. He set the record. He set the record this year for most homers by a second baseman, like all time in the MLB.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. He's, he's so gone though. Cause they got to pay him and, uh, there was a quote the other day where he said, Oh, I see myself as more of a shortstop. Oh, and obviously, obviously, Bichette's our shortstop for the next 15 years. So Simeon is out of town.
0: Yeah, that's tough. But Yankees will probably give
1: him $600 million for three years.
0: <laughs> Man, it's just so I, I don't want to say unfair because that sounds like you're being whiny and complaining, but there's a serious. Issue in baseball. If you've never watched the movie Moneyball, I ten out of ten recommend it. It just shows you the discrepancy of of salaries and markets and in baseball, whereas compared to a regular cap like hockey or does football have a flock cap? Maybe they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly like baseball. Base, baseball, they have the luxury tax, where yeah. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I'm pretty sure just like however much over the cap you owe that much money at the end of the season type thing to the league yeah and obviously the Steinbrenners and whoever else they can afford that right i don't know That's... why rogers doesn't just say screw it and just pay whoever to come play for toronto well, it's the
0: same thing for basketball right i mean like the the bus family or you know yeah. the guys in miami are gonna pay whatever it takes to have a contender have uh have someone who's gonna make the playoffs and I don't know. I think it's it's worth it if you can spend it. And if you can't, then you're never going to win. So you're kind of stuck in this what do I do situation. But the Jays have a good chance. They're going up against, you know, two the two best teams, two of the biggest teams in in the league. Oh, and I don't want-
1: the the Rays are also like ten games ahead of all of them. Exactly. And that's and their, their payroll. Their payroll is like, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's like it's definitely bottom 10 in the league for sure, I would say. I
0: don't know how they continuously get away with this. Like, the Rays are constantly kind of good.
1: They were the bad GM watched Moneyball one offseason. <laughs> you called up Jonah Hill and he's like, hey, man, what do I do?
0: All that matters is getting on base. <laughs> it's the only number that matters. Yeah,
1: T1 base percentage is 500.
0: Before we move on, I want to get your opinion. Shohei Otani... One of the best ERAs in baseball. And he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Is there any conversation about Guerrero getting MVP? Or is this Shohei's award? He deserves it. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he definitely definitely deserves it. Vladdy's having... Yeah, I'm talking about Shohei. Shohei definitely deserves the MVP. Mm-hmm. Just in the sense that he's... I want to say he's 9-2... and two. He's hit 45 homers. Yeah. Uh, the best two-way player in baseball they've seen since Babe Ruth. <laughs> like I would say that automatically gives you the award. Just the only thing is Vladdy. He's not going to win the Triple Crown, but he did. He is going to come close. But like uh, I think it was the MVP award was decided like months ago. Even if yeah. Vladdy did win, like I think for Vladdy to win the MVP, the Jays would have to make the playoffs. We right. have to win the Triple Crown. Yeah, and then even then, that still might not be enough. Just because in sports, like with MVPs, we see in basketball all the time, they push narratives, and it's like, what's good for the league? Shohei's obviously good for the league. He's in a big market in LA. You yeah. know, it's not the Dodgers, so like, you can't really complain. And, and with the seasons had, like, you can't complain if he gets MVP. It just kind of crappy that Delati's had. This could be a season. He's twenty-two. Yeah. He's my age. Makes me feel like an absolute scrub. <laughs>
0: Man, Otani's nine and two. I'm reading the stats right now. I wrote, have them written down. Yeah. He's got a 3.18 ERA, and he's got 45 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's unbelievable what he's doing. I think he absolutely deserves um, the award, which kind of leads me into the next conversation, we'll, we'll wrap up with, is the award for best NHL player got released today from NHL Network. We posted it on our Instagram story. Once again, Instagram second takes. Give it a follow. Um, they released the 10 best players, which I will read out right now. And I put a poll up and a majority of our followers say this sounds wrong. So let me know what you think. Number 10, Brad Marchand, Artemi Panera, 9, Victor Hedman, 8, Andre Vasileski, 7, Austin Matthews, 6. I know that's stirring the pot for a lot of Toronto people. <laughs> Sidney Crosby 5, Nikita Kucherov 4, Dreisaitl 3, McKinnon 2, and then of course McDavid 1. I don't see a problem with this list. I look at it and I think McKinnon is all-worldly and he would be the best player if it wasn't for Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl, to me, is big, strong, can shoot, and can pass unbelievably, and I think he'd be great on the team even if McDavid wasn't there. Kucherov's beauty. I have to put Crosby ahead of Matthews, because it's the Leafs, and if anyone knows me, I'm not the biggest fan of them.
1: He's he just um, way better than him.
0: Crosby's way better than yeah, it's Matthews. Close. Like, I think this list is fine. I'm not sure I have a problem with it. Like, do you?
1: Well, we were saying we were talking over text today, and I was sort of playing devil's advocate here. I, I really I voted no on the list. I, I mean, I really don't disagree. I just, It's also me just like, well, both of us just growing up with Crosby being the absolute man for basically just coming to the league in 2004 Mm -hmm. 2005 not 2004 and I think it's more just me seeing him number five on the list makes me feel old because he is starting to get old he's been in the league for probably 16, 17 years now and I was over text I was playing devil's advocate just saying that you're the best player in the world until you get the throne by a championship and with those top three guys that is Colorado made a bit of a run uh, there last year and the past couple of years but like McDavid's only one I think it's one playoff series and like he clearly is the best player talent-wise it's just uh, yeah it was more me playing devil's advocate than anything like I don't disagree that he's the best player in the world It just Made you feel old and kind of sad that Crosby's all the way down
0: to number five now. I mean, Ovechkin's not even in the top ten anymore. I wouldn't say he deserves to be in the top ten. Um, some of the guys we grew up with, most of them are out of the league. But <laughs> I mean, Crosby's hanging on. He something he still has is, and if you watch Penguins games, which I, not a lot of us do, but if you ever watch them, you notice him in the corners. How strong he is. How strong his lower body is. You can't knock him off the puck easily. His hockey IQ is is out of this world. And he's not as quick as he once was. He's not as hard of a shot as he once did. But he deserves to be in the top five to me. And I think when your back's against the wall and you need to win a playoff game, you know, there's a good argument to be had that maybe that's the guy you want on your team. And you know, he can lead you to it. But uh, Vasilevsky being the only goalie on that top 10 list totally agree Carey Price was unbelievable in the playoffs last year but Vasilevsky just was is rock solid and I, I can't tell if it's because he plays behind such an incredible team or if it's just because he's amazing or maybe it's both but I was okay with this list I think the network did a pretty good job unlike ESPN with all their basketball lists which is always just so disrespectful <laughs> to everybody it's just so bad
1: I think even LeBron is that free in that list, maybe. Well, that's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting old. I don't know. I still love the guy, but Giannis. Well, he led that team to a title last year. He deserves it.
0: He deserves to be up there. Did they there. give him number one in the list? Free ESPN. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't keep playing the guy. Finals MVP. I think he missed one free throw in game. Did it go six games?
0: Yeah, in game six, he was eighteen yeah, he for was nineteen. What, one
1: free throw. Yeah, Man, he shoots like 60% for his career or something dumb.
0: Yeah, I mean, he was... Yeah, it was impressive. He was clutching. He dropped, dropped
1: 50, did not?
0: He did it in 40. one of the games. And then he had that block on DeAndre Ayton. And I think he, he had
1: 50 in the closeout game.
0: Oh, he did have a 50-piece. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. he went yeah, to Chick-fil-A he, afterwards in order to... Yeah, 50 yeah. Piece and he, and
1: he, missed, he missed the last free throw on purpose, just so he get 50 points at 51. Looks better.
0: There is certain numbers that look better. I think that's for golf, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, certain numbers you just sound, you're like, 69 looks
1: way better than 70. Not that we shoot that very often. I mean, like, I wish I could have that problem. More more 79 looking better than 80. 80. (laughs) Just a lot of on the golf course. Yeah.
0: Anyways, I think we're going to wrap it up here. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We're happy to be back and happy to... uh, to keep this going, we're excited. But yeah, yeah. I think
1: we're gonna to try to do this or make this a weekly thing, or at least a bi-weekly thing. Now that we're not running around all summer, I think we have more free time where we can do this, and oh, it's fun to sit here and shoot the shit with you for 20 minutes every couple of weeks. And I'm happy to be back.
0: Yeah, I love that we have more free time now that we're back in school, and back in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we have the free time. <laughs>
1: But anyway, oh, school.
0: <laughs> love it. Thank you very much, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye, guys.